Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going well. I am, I'm getting my steps in, Amy. Oh, uh, yes. You're just like me a month ago. Yes. Uh, we are at Disney this week and having a great time. It's been a fantastic week. I First time I've ever been to Hollywood Studios uh, was today. Are you and, serious? Yeah, never been there. And I was thoroughly impressed. My, my boys, they're Star Wars fans. They're Star Wars nuts. We got to meet Kylo Ren. We got to see yeah. three or four different Star Wars things. We did the Star Wars ride. We saw the March of the First Order. We saw the, the little stage show they have. I mean, they, my boys, they think that's the greatest place on earth. They, for them, Hollywood Studios is the happiest place on earth. Well, and it's kind of at a low point right now because they're, they've closed a lot of things there to get ready for the next big phase, which is just supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two big things coming there. The Toy Story yes. area that's opening up later this year. And then next right. year, the big Star Wars thing big coming. Star Wars. And my boys are just like looking at me going, and when are we when coming, are coming back? Yes. When yes. are we coming back? So, yes. Yeah. Totally immersive experience coming. You know, one of my favorite um, memories is that Star Wars show. And uh, Drew was young and he uh, he participated in it. And it was really, really fun. Well, that's really Very cool. Very cool. That's really yes. cool. We got to see the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, which is kind of the, the staple of, of right. uh, Hollywood Studios. It's been around there forever. Right. It used to be the Great Movie Ride was the staple, and they just shut that down because they're getting it ready for something else. But um, but that and Indiana Jones and Star Tours, I went, I'm not even going to say how many years ago I went, but it was in the decades, right after it first opened, and uh, saw Indiana Jones then. It's been actually a long time since I've seen that show. Yeah. So. Well, we, we had a great time. I did the Tower of Terror. It, it was more like the, the Tower of... Um, not so much terror, not not very scary, not a big. I, it's I was, fun, I was but not, it's fun. I was not. Um, it did not live up to the billing that I've been receiving of like a super scary thing. Like Disney does not have super duper rides or super duper scary thing. Now the Pandora, the Avatar thing over at um, Unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. I will say that Soren at Epcot, pretty solid as well. But uh, yes, yeah. I mean, we we've had a great time this week. My my. My five-year-old son, Micah, is uh, a little spoiled by Dollywood and all the roller coasters and rides. So he keeps asking right. for different rides that they have at Dollywood. And I'm like, son, they don't have that here, but they've got Tyler Wren. And he's like, right. I want to ride the rides. So yeah. he doesn't quite understand that part. My older boys, they, they had an absolute blast, though. So yeah. it's been fun. Great. And lots of good food, I'm sure. Oh, yes. I've, I've been sending a few pictures to you. Yes. Um, the lobster roll. Some stuff I had at Epcot. Epcot, again, highlight of my week. I love the back part of Epcot with the the tour of nations, and uh, it, it's just that's one of the one one of the neatest things. So it's been a good Excellent. week. We've had well, fun. Glad you're having a good time. And I made time to record SBC this week as well because uh, baby girl is very she's nice. She's exhausted from her big day today doing the the princess stuff. So uh, we're back at the hotel while the the rest of the family's still out, but. Uh, the SBC does not sleep, so I've got to be in here 
Yes. All right. Well, before we get into it, we do want to thank our sponsor once again. Located in Louisville, Kentucky, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. Amy, we start with some sad news uh, we learned uh, of uh, just today, uh, the day yeah, we're recording this, this and uh, it, unfortunately, a, a tie to Southern Seminary, uh, BGS graduate Randy Arnett and his wife Kathy were killed in an automobile accident in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yeah, this uh, th- this news started trickling back um, this afternoon on on Wednesday, and then uh, David Platt tweeted out, kind of released a little bit of information. But um, but Randy and Kathy Arnett uh, have been in uh, the Africa region for a very, very long time, decades. Um, just a phenomenal impact that they have had um, have had there. Randy was the theological education strategist for all of Africa. Um, they have a lot of history in uh, the Ivory Coast, I believe. I, I've, I've read some Cote different d'Ivoire. articles. Yes, you, you're saying it even better than I am. Um, We'll we'll throw in the uh, in the show notes just some added links. There's some some stories that I found today. One uh, from Southern Seminary from their news that's talking about uh, one of one of the times that they were on furlough and they were living at uh, at Southern on campus and just some of what they were doing there. I found another article that they had written a, a few years back for uh, the IMB website. And so just what a contribution and that that'll be a way for some of our listeners to to just even get to know a little bit about them um, and and who they were and and what their focus was. Uh, but this is just an incredible loss and um we're certainly praying for their family as well as all of the the people in their area that they've been ministering to, and certainly uh, the the family at IMB. Uh, yes, uh, you are correct, Amy. And you mentioned then being on furlough and staying at Southern. Do you guys ever have missionaries staying on campus at Southeastern uh, while they're on furlough? Um, we we do we do at, at times. Um, one at Southern. One thing that would kind of always stick out a little bit more is there was a specific sort of house that was there that was for missionaries on furlough. Um, we do have that here as well, but a lot of times they're just kind of in like they're maybe just in some housing because we, we have several different housing units Yeah, at Southern. It would, it would stand out just a little bit more because this one building had, I don't know, four units or something like that. And so it was, you just always knew when you passed that, particular unit that's where you know missionaries on furlough okay. were so i mean it it I, I think it's it's similar we just always kind of notice them a little bit more as okay. students all right well um I, i've got some friends that are missionaries with the uh, imb and they are actually coming back they just got back into mount juliet they're staying at the tennessee baptist wmu missionary home that they have right there yeah. in mount juliet and uh, we're supposed to meet up with them next week so yeah there are there are some great facilities i mean i, I I imagine all of the seminaries have opportunities for missionaries to to stay to stay on campus and and um 
other, you know, there are plenty of other places as well. But yeah, so, so this one article from Southern News was in 2009 when they were, were staying on campus at Southern. And then in 2017, they had written, uh, just a year ago, they had written an article for imb.org about how to make disciples among followers of African traditional religion. And so just a, just a way to see some of their contribution even understand just a hint of the loss that the IMB world um, and that the region in Africa where they were is is feeling now. Yeah, and, and I talked to a couple of people today. Um, even you know when the news came in, I was at, at Disney, but I took a few minutes and made some phone calls, talked to a few people, and uh, Randy, widely regarded as kind of the expert on Africa and and missions in Africa at the IMB. So. Uh, like you said, a big loss for the IMB uh, and for Southern Baptists in general. We are praying for their families and the IMB uh, during this time. So uh, I do want to keep them in our prayers, and we'll uh, see if any other news comes out from this story. Moving over to Georgia, uh, some rather big news involving the executive director over there, Bob White, who's been there more than 25 years, uh, announced his retirement effective the end of this year at the completion of his 26th year as the mission board's executive director. We've talked about this before, about seeing transitions in um, state conventions. We usually see one or two every year, uh, but we've talked about some of these larger states in the South, um, but really didn't didn't think about it or expect it to come uh, this week, but there it is. And Georgia is obviously is a very significant state uh, within the SBC. Um, the Georgia Baptist Convention predates the Southern Baptist Convention. So, I mean, it's, th- this is... Well, the first Southern convention. Baptist Church was in Georgia. Yeah. So this is, is something that's been around for a very, very long time. And uh, so it, it will be interesting to to watch that. You know, I'm sure there will be a lot uh, sort of celebrating him and his legacy there uh, for the rest of this year. And then we'll be looking for that transition um, not long after. All right. So here's a question, Amy. Typically, the executive committee, whenever you have a, a long-term state exec serving, they retire. They do a resolution of appreciation for him. Which right. that's just normal, and which is fine. They just did one for Dr. White this past fall. I wonder if he'll get a second one because they did one for the 25th anniversary because it was a big deal. I mean, 25 years in any yeah, job, 25 years absolutely. in any job is a huge deal. Um, and he's been there 25 yeah. years. They did a, a thing for him, which was totally deserved and, and, and great. I wonder if he'll get a second one. It's like he just hang on. He's like, oh, I got two for one here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that's the mo- that's the reason Why don't that you he try waited. That? <laughs> yeah, you should sure try that, that one day. Reason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, and then that would be totally fun. We could do more resolutions. You say congratulations on 25 years and then congratulations on your retirement. Yes. So. So. so, But yes, congratulations to uh, J. Robert White and his uh, 26 years uh, will be at the end of the year of leading the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. So uh, so we will keep an eye on the developments there, see what they uh, do as far as a search committee and a process. It said it did say that the Georgia Baptist Mission Board Executive Committee Chairman Andy Childs is expected to appoint a search committee to seek his successor. So uh, they'll probably appoint that, I'm guessing, later in the year and uh, look to have uh, probably a seamless transition. They've got about nine months uh, to the end of the year, so they have plenty of time to be able to 
to select God's man for that post and, and announce that later in the year. All right, some election news, Amy. California pastor A.B. Vines is going to be nominated for first vice president from another Georgia Baptist. Um, that would be Johnny Hunt going to do the uh, the nomination of A.B. Vines. Yeah, so that uh, that announcement comes uh, comes this week, and you know we we have been expecting this. We see this throughout the spring, just little sort of announcements here and there. We saw the announcement for Danny Wood um, last week as nominee for president of the Pastors Conference, and so here is another one. Um, A.B. Vines is a name that should be recognized by most people because he served on a lot of boards, serves as a trustee uh, for the ERLC. He was a member of uh, the African American Advisory Council for the Executive Committee. He's on the Convention Advancement Advisory Council. Um, he is a fellow for the Center for Pastoral Leadership and Preaching at Southeastern. And so, you know, his his name when when different committees will come up, you know, his name will will pop up from time to time. He's also former president of the National African American Fellowship for the SEC, has chaired the credentials committee, and has served on the committee on committees. So if if you He's been are, involved, Amy. He's been yeah, involved. so if you're anywhere around the SBC, you have heard um, you have heard the name AB Vines. He's been a great picture of just someone doing things at at all of these levels. So it's not really a surprise to see him nominated for an office. It's not, Amy. And a couple of good quotes in here from him. He said that uh, he's going to encourage the convention to bring excluded groups to the table and realizes that different cultures have different needs and situations, and you can't pigeonhole everybody into one box. So uh, as a pastor out on the West Coast in California, uh, he has a, a lot of different perspectives on a lot of different things in the SBC, not just uh, you know from a regional standpoint, but from a racial and ethnic standpoint. So right. uh, we'll bring, definitely bring a different viewpoint to the SBC, and we will continue to follow along with other nominees as they are announced. All right, Amy to Missouri with a kind of wild story. I, this, and this is one of those that it doesn't really hit our radar until something big happens. And, and this past week, Donald Ray White of Hannibal, Missouri, was arrested on March 9th on felony charges of wire fraud, alleging that the church deacon embezzled approximately $320,000 and some change from Antioch Baptist Church near Hannibal while serving as a church treasurer for 22 years. When you sent this article to me, and I didn't even look at it at first, uh, when I really started to kind of dig in, like this this story just took one turn and then another turn and then another turn. It was like it was like a TV movie. Yeah. So uh, basically, what the the indictment alleges is that he was averaging about twenty five thousand dollars a year that he was bilking from the church. Uh, and it was the money that was designated to go to the Missouri Baptist Convention. Uh, and some years, it, like, no money went at all. And he was kind of pilfering that, like, some of the things did not line up. They said that the church voted to send X amount, Missouri Baptist saying we only got Y amount. And those two were totally different. So people started looking into it. And also the pastor's retirement fund went unpaid for 23 years. So they started looking back through everything. They figured it's possible that it could be as much as $750,000, but they were able to like at least find 320000 and change. But in 2016, things took an even stranger turn. Yes. So then it seems like a, that they were um, 
I guess, looking through things, and then there was a fire that yes. happened Mysteriously. at the church. Allegedly. A, mis- a mysterious fire. Um, do not know the cause of the fire, but it happened uh, just in the middle of the day. Um, this was December 20th, 2016. So this case has been kind of developing over, you know, a, a long time. But it, they lost a lot of records yeah. in the fire. Lost a lot of records. And, and yes. if you're thinking about the movie Office Space, you're not the only one. So, uh, yeah. I it, All I can say is it's a really fascinating story. You really have to look at this. You almost have to read it two or three times to kind of see all the twists and turns in this. Um, so we will, we'll put that link in the show notes, but, um, you know, every now and then if a, if sort of an interesting story about a church, uh, pops up, we like to cover that. Usually we like to cover kind of the happy things. This is a wild one. Yes. Very wild. Very, very wild. And and on that note, we'll end the news for this week. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, very, very interesting. All right, well, that's going to move us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, floor minds. I'm going to throw one in there from 1980 that just just makes for kind of an interesting uh, coincidence. So if uh, if you go back, I've, I've thrown out there the link to the uh, March 17th, 1980 issue of Baptist Press, um, and it uh, starts out with a, an article about about the annuity board. But then if you go down, the uh, headline is that Cersei Garrison, executive secretary treasurer of the Georgia Baptist Convention executive committee, announced his retirement. Wait a minute. So the the leader of the Georgia Baptists in 1980 announced his retirement the same week as Robert White announced his this year. That's crazy. So, and, and this is where, you know, the titles kind of will get changed and something, but it was executive secretary treasurer of the Georgia Baptist Convention executive committee. But then it later says yeah. he was chief administrative officer for Georgia Baptist. Yeah, it's the same post. So, yeah. So he had been pastor of Bull Street Baptist Church in Savannah and president of the Georgia Baptist Convention and Bull Street's in a, a really historic church, a good, good friend of ours. Um, Calvin Fowler is the pastor there. Uh, he, so he had been been at that church and then became uh, the executive secretary treasurer in 1955. So he served um, right around 25 years, and uh, he announced his retirement on that uh, th- during that week, and that it would be effective December 31st of later that year. So. It, it was just kind of one of those things that struck me. I was like, oh, goodness, this this man was there for about 25 years and uh, retired, effective December 31st. Um, looks like they did some really amazing things in his time. Uh, CP gifts increased from $1.8 million to $12.7 million. Um, missions gifts that went through their office had increased from around three million in 1954 to 27.3 million. They did four major capital improvement and endowment programs. Um, it said seven Baptist student centers were constructed in Georgia. Two assembly operations developed, and a six million dollar Baptist center in Northeast Atlanta. So, um, a lot of things happened during his tenure, but. 
I, I just saw it. It really jumped out and caught my attention. I thought that it was fascinating because here we are covering the news this week. And it turns out that in 1980, they were also discussing the retirement announcement of the leader of the Georgia Baptist Convention this week in SBC history. Wow. That is fascinating. Yeah. Golly, that's so weird. Um, all right. So I, I looked it up because I was like, all right, well, yes. who was the guy between those two? So between yeah. him and between Dr. White, James Jim Griffith uh, mm-hmm. was the the executive director from 81 to 92. Yeah. So okay. uh, And so he was the one that took over after Garrison. So right. if you take uh, Garrison and Griffith and White, the Georgia Baptists have had three leaders since 1955. That's a lot of stability. That That is incredible. To three people over the last, what is that, 63 years? Um, I don't know. Math. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Math. Hashtag Amy Math. Uh, yes, yeah. it is 63. So they've had three executive directors over the past 63 years, uh, and two of them, you know, 25 plus. So, um, you know, wow. Uh, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. So I, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought, okay, that's it. That is it. So well played, Amy. Well done. All right. Well, that's going to move us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Our resource of the week is a new book that is coming out. I'm very excited. I've been waiting this. I've been waiting for this for months. Yes, the Larry Norman book. Yes. Yes. So it's coming out this next week. It actually releases on March 20th. I have ordered a Kindle copy of this one. So it's going to show up uh, on my device on the morning of March 20th. So I cannot wait. It'll be uh, next week. So it's a new book by Greg Thorn, by, excuse me, a new book by Gregory Thornberry, uh, who as a name, many people would recognize was at Union University for years, then went to be president of uh, King's College um, a few years back. And now is the chancellor there. Uh, it is called Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? Larry Norman and the Perils of Christian Rock. And it is an in-depth, biography of Larry Norman. And this looks incredible. Uh, Dr. Thornberry has gotten, he, he got access to so many, you know, personal letters and papers of Larry Norman, um, really to get into kind of the nitty gritty of telling his story. So I am very excited about this. Yes. And I think Bob Smetana is the most excited person on the planet when it comes oh, to I this. Oh, I bet he is. And I'll give that to Bob. I'm excited, but I know I'm not as excited yeah, as Bob, Bob is. Bob is a huge Larry Norman fan. I mean, talks about him all the time and, and just calls us, you know, young bucks and uneducated people um, for not knowing anything about Larry. So I've actually been looking forward to this just because Bob talks so much about Larry and I'm like, this guy must have been a fascinating guy. And if Greg Thornberry is going to take the time to write a book about him, he must right. be something. So I, I need to check this one out. This is one I will yeah. definitely be getting. And Greg Thornberry is, I mean, he he's primarily a theology professor and, and, you know, speaks a lot about culture, about theology and culture. Um, but he's very musically gifted and just knows and knows a lot about music. So he's, uh, he's well suited to, to take on this task. So a um, little trivia, you know, when I was a kid, I did, I, I, I lived in Nashville and I did oh, here we go. music with a children's choir. Yep. You won a couple of Grammys. Um, we know. No, did not win any Grammys. Double anyway, 
Well, I did not win them. Okay. The the people on the albums won them, but they had like a children's group giving background vocals on some of those albums. So uh, technically, so Amy won a dub. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but a few projects I was on one, and that was really neat. But the very first one was this uh, video that was like this. Uh, it, it was a contemporary Christian music version of We Are the World. And um, and so then they had this little kids group at the end, but it was all the, they did it after the Dove Awards one night. And uh, the first, so just like We Are the World, where they have like the solo artists come and then they have the big chorus with everyone. So the first singer uh, to, to do the first line was Amy Grant. Second one was Larry Norman. So when I was eight years old, I was in the room with Larry Norman oh, for wow. the taping of this. Had no idea who he was. Were you on no the video? Clue. Um, I am on the video. All right. You'll have to look for me. And that's the next question. Where is this video? Um, is it online? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Glory. All right. It'll be in the show notes, folks. Go check it out. <laughs> you have to I, see if I you can I've find I've heard me. of this video. I don't think I've ever seen this video. Yes. So I will um, have to enlist a, a, um, a, a good friend to help me find this video because I'm sure she has the link like bookmarked. She, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Excellent. Anyway, but That's Larry fantastic. Norman. Larry Norman. Yes. So, so I didn't know who he was, but when I was eight years old, I learned who all these people were because then when the video came out, I was just memorizing all of them. So then it was in like later years that I started to learn about, you know, wish we'd all been ready and kind of the impact that he had had. Um, so just lots of reasons I'm excited about reading this book. All right. Well, very cool. My resource of the week is a free church security training module uh, brought to you by Ministry Grid and Lifeway. So through May the 1st, you can log on and get free training for your church uh, from um, ministry from ministrygrid.com. So uh, the, the information is in the BP story about that. You can go to ministrygrid.com and enter your Lifeway ID or register a free account and then click the Add to My Tasks button, and you can uh, you just add the church security training. And it's uh, created by Brooks Security Consulting and offers topics on church safety and security, church security teams, emergency response planning, lockdown procedures, and responding to an active shooter. So uh, you can check that out over at ministrygrid.com. The link to the BP story about it and with all the information is in uh, the show notes along with Amy and her choir. So... <laughs> That's going to be glorious. Oh, good grief. Um, I'm going to regret having told that part of it. Yes, you are. But I was really excited about the Larry Norman book, but I'm going to regret having shared that. Yes, you that are. Part. Yes, you yeah. are. All right. Very cool. Well, thanks again for joining us this week on SBC This Week. And uh, it's been a good week on vacation. I'll be back at it at Lifeway next week. Uh, you, you're still grinding away over at Southeastern. And hey, hey I'm going to be there in just a couple of weeks. Oh, that's right. We're coming uh, first week of yeah. April, right after Easter. So yes. I'll be on campus in just a few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, before you know it, we'll all be hanging out together in June at Amy's book signing at the SBC. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to make all it right. happen. Uh, I don't, I have, I, I have nothing. I, I can't even answer but that. I can't promise a backing choir. So we'll see. You are full of little quips yes, this week and I, I can't I'm speechless I'm speechless All okay right. I think it's time to say see you next week see you next week see you next week, see you next week.